deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. A lock don't be if you know the call. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I am your host, ZC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, we're recording this intro a second time, and you owned me real good. I know. I know. Because... And then mysteriously, your audio cut out. <laughs> well, hopefully that audio is still available so I can include that, just so you don't think I'm <laughs> avoiding being completely owned by you. Um, I, I, highly suspicious, if you ask me. I did start the episode by saying summer is just around the corner, and you did point out that it's not even really spring yet. So yeah, yeah. Kind of uh, uh, put a bullet in my plans there, uh, but that's okay. I, I I then had a mysterious sound issue and we had to restart. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just gonna cut right to the chase. Uh, it's 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 getting sunny outside, even though the temperature's pretty low. Um, and I have been craving uh, a refreshing beverage. Um. And normally I've kind of like cut sugary soda out of my diet mostly. Mm. Um, uh, I still like, I like them every now and then, but I'm mostly a seltzer and like diet drink person now. Yeah. Um, But I couldn't resist this. There's an orange vanilla Coke now, which sounds disgusting. It sounds like it's going to taste like a creamsicle. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna pop. This is a, a a podcasting tradition. I think. I think every podcast has have the drink taste test episode. Um, so I'm getting that out of the way for us here. Uh, sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop this open. And we're gonna <laughs> see. Uh oh, might have shake. I didn't shake it. We're just gonna see what what this is like. Um, because if this is a refreshing podcasting beverage, that'd be great. Yeah, did you uh, did you ever try the um, the Diet Coke like blood orange flavor? I love those. Uh, I love the flavored Diet Cokes. I like the blood orange one, and I like the lime, that like spicy lime one. Yeah, you're you're a real uh, soda taste tester. Um, I believe, in fact, I'm positive that I still have a uh, Pepsi Fire in the back of my fridge. <laughs> yes, uh, that is true. And I believe that's yours. I, I think that has your name on it. Yes, uh, I I did bring a Pepsi Fire over to your house, uh, and and it is still there. I doubt that that is edible anymore. I mean, more any more edible than it was when it was in date, but. That's probably past its prime now, I'm sure. Sure. I mean, I I think that fire whiskey is actually Pepsi fire mixed with fireball. I think that's true. I think that's canon. Well, maybe when we get to the next Harry Potter movie, we can we can pull that out of the back of your fridge and we can put some cocktails. Yeah. Yeah. Make make some we'll put some fireball in there and we'll make some 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 canon drinks. But here we go. I'm swirling this around like a sommelier, and I'm going to take a sip of this orange vanilla. You know what? That ain't bad. Um, I'm kind of surprised how not bad that is. I thought this was going to be a funny joke for the podcast because it sounded disgusting. But you know what? That's fine. I like it. I would say I'm... I think orange vanilla could really go either way. Like it definitely could be disgusting, but it could be quite good. Um, is it at all like a creamsicle? It does sort of taste like someone poured like a Coca-Cola into uh, an orange float or something. It's mm. kind of got that like Henry Weinhardt's orange soda feel. Sure. Um, 
But, uh, but yeah, okay, well, I thought that was going to be much more of a disaster than it was, but now I'm just kind of stuck here drinking kind of a pretty good beverage while we record our podcast, which I guess yeah. that's not, that's not the worst thing to have. You know, I, I know you had your, um, mysterious audio issue, um, mm-hmm. before when I, when I kind of dunked on you, uh, but I'm getting another opportunity here because I'm going to say that I don't really trust your soda taste testing considering you brought a Pepsi fire to my house. <laughs> Look, I I just really like cinnamon, okay? I think that cinnamon is is a great spice and you really can't go wrong putting cinnamon in stuff. I love cinnamon. The Pepsi Fire is foul. <laughs> well, here's foul. the problem and here's here's my theory about that. And I and I and I will not disagree with you at least from this perspective is that Pepsi sucks. The, the, the problem is not the Pepsi. I'm sorry. It's just not. And I don't and I don't dislike cinnamon. I I used to smoke cigarettes and one of the ways that I quit was to like chew on cinnamon sticks. Oh, that so sounds I am, great. I, I am not against cinnamon. I love cinnamon. I do not like Pepsi, but I think that like, look, out of all of the Pepsi that exists, I would rather drink a fire than most other kinds, except maybe if they brought back Pepsi Blue. That would be kind of nice. Because we're not sponsored by Coca-Cola, I think that we should give um, the Coca-Cola uh, orange vanilla kind of like a, a, a pseudonym, like a Harry Potter uh, pseudonym kind of name. Oh, it, I, like, do you yeah. Think that, do you think that there's like a good, like if you bought that uh, at I, Honey Dukes, like what <laughs> uh-huh. would it be called, do you think? Mm, that's a good question. We got like... What are the beverage names? We really only have butterbeer, don't we? And this is butter not butterbeer, fire whiskey. We've got um, giggle juice from There's pepper up potion. Yeah, is that? And that's not really a drink. Um, <laughs> I just, I just thought like borange beer, but that doesn't really make, <laughs> make any sense. Uh, borange beer is when you when you uh, mix it into a cocktail. That's right. You when you when you when you mix a butter beer and a Coca Cola orange vanilla, that's a boring beer. Beer, yeah. Uh, so I think that's pretty good. It's a fizzing whisby. Yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. I like that because we don't really know what a fizzing whisby is other than the name. Uh, yeah. So it might it might be an orange and vanilla flavored <laughs> cola. I think that's. I think we have it. I think that is what. I think that is our answer. That's the fizzing whisby. So I. Yeah. So to be Perfect. clear, not sponsored by the Coca Cola Corporation, and and I am having i'm enjoying a fizzing whisby right now that's wonderful well it's a good thing i have such a delicious beverage here because we have some news to get through um first of all uh the new harry potter roller coaster sounds like it might be universal's best ride yet to be clear that is the headline i'm reading that is not my (laughs) opinion sponsored by uh universal we finally got that deal they're going to be inviting us down to the wizarding world to check I out the new roller wait. coaster yeah no so we we we've known about this for a while they're doing like a hagrid's motorbike ride but the full title of it is hagrid's magical creatures motorbike adventure mm. um which is is an interesting uh an interesting one um but they announced it uh in full the other day with a video starring our friend tom felton um (laughs) looking just as uh with it as he has in his recent cameos 
um i don't know it looks kind of cool the the like weird arms race between universal and disney right now is kind of funny because disney has like the star wars world opening and we know there's a bunch of drama behind the scenes with like disney wanting to make the harry potter park and stuff yeah yeah but they wouldn't give uh jk rowling the train she wanted to be clear that's a rumor um i you know i know i have a harry potter podcast so if I had to go to the Wizarding World for 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 work, I would. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to say it, but I would choose Star Wars Park over Harry Potter Park any day of the week. Yeah, like I'm I, in in like the dream scenario where like we get Patreon famous and we get enough money to like go and actually do a Wizarding World episode. I would definitely do that. However, I I I am not a theme park person at all. But that Star Wars theme park kind of has me feeling some type of way seeing all the like pictures of it and stuff like I kind of get it and I want to go see that. Yeah, Uh, the real the real trouble for me going to to theme parks uh, and and paying quite a premium to do so is that I don't do roller coasters. Mm. I will I will not I will not go on Hagrid's magical motorbike (laughs) forest adventure whatever yeah i i like roller coasters but i think i i would never like make a trip to do a roller coaster right sure Um, which is why the star wars thing is pretty cool because it's like oh it's mostly like a like a park experience and i guess that's kind of what people like about the harry potter one too um but mostly i just think the video where tom felton walks out of the woods and says hello it's me tom felton from harry potter uh and i yeah he kind of looks like he'd been living in there huh yeah well he he just got done filming some cameos in the woods and then stepped <laughs> out and uh, to finish this advertisement it's very strange definitely go watch it but uh yeah i don't know it looks cute um you, you ride on a big motorcycle and there's some animatronic buck beaks and stuff it's cute i will do no such thing yeah well well I, when, I we, like when we do time, our big time non-roller coaster mm-hmm. recurrent dreams about about roller coasters i Mm. i don't even really like being around them which makes theme parks kind of a uh, Mm. that's kind of some 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 lore for you yeah wow i did not know this um yeah i i i think if if we if we one day get to do our our magical uh uh uh, podcast fact finding mission to a theme park uh i will i will go on that by myself um apparently if you if you're if you're a lucky person in the line, you get to like be on the main motorcycle. Like there's like a, like if there's like a special seat at the front or whatever, which sounds kind of cool, but uh, <laughs> uh, this is a, this is a weird, weird thing. However, we have, we have another news article here, which I think is something that both of us are much more excited about personally. Um, we have news about the Harry Potter AR game that's coming out. Yeah. Um, this is kind of in our wheelhouse a bit. This is 100% that we 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 are the resident gamers. Um we I think we gave uh the the uh fucking Hogwarts mystery game more credit than most people did when it came out. We were we stuck with it for a few weeks. Um but this is Pokemon Go but you you are uh uh doing wizard shit and we have got to talk about how insane the setup for this game is 
I don't know how this happened. No. Uh, so to be clear, this is being made by uh, Niantic, the company that made Pokemon Go. Like structurally, it is basically just Pokemon Go again. And um, Pokemon Go is just Ingress, correct? And Pokemon Go is basically just Ingress. Yes. So they're, they're doing like a third one of these. Um, now, the thing that makes this really strange is that I feel like both of us had a pretty good idea of what this was going to be because Harry Potter Pokemon Go honestly is, it seems like a pretty obvious combo, right? Like Harry Potter has tons of magical creatures in it. You can just, you can just make that. Yeah, I mean, really, at the end of the day, you can probably, like, collect spells, there are magical artifacts, like, there, there are, there's a lot of potential for a mobile game style collection mechanic, and I think maybe the most obvious thing to me is that, like, people love the Hogwarts houses, yeah. right? Like that, that's like people love, like even people that are very, very casual about, about Harry Potter, uh, maybe like read it as, as kids one time and still kind of, you know, it's, it's just like part of uh, the, their experience is like, they like to talk about their Hogwarts house. So I'm like, yeah, you'll get sorted into your Hogwarts house. The, that'll be like the team and you probably collect house points or whatever yeah. and, and compete that way and do various collectibles, right? Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> nope, that's not what you're doing in this game. Uh, no. You, you are, you get to choose between uh, <laughs> wizard cop um uh zoologist and what's the other fucking thing here? teacher teacher <laughs> and and the plot is uh the the ministry of magic is recruiting because a a, a, a dimension warping event called the calamity happened <laughs> and is sending key moments and objects from harry potter into the muggle world and you have to clean them up uh, you know uh, this has been baffling since i watched the announcement but somehow having you line out their premise <laughs> is just just about the funniest thing i've ever heard and and like the one that we we saw like the funniest one or the funniest like moment or event is like Harry getting a like Dementor attacked on his broom in his Quidditch outfit. Yeah. And like the way that the way that that one shakes out in this, in this gameplay video is he's, he's getting sucked by the Dementor and it's very spooky. And then you like, you like tap the screen to, to like do a spell at the Dementor and then once the Dementor goes away, Harry Potter, like, stands up, brushes himself <laughs> off, and, like, gives you a little thumbs up or something, like, like thanks, bud. And then apparates away in the weirdest anime, like, the, they just, like, scrunch his model up into nothing, and he, and he pops away. It is, it is truly baffling. Why did they do it like this? This, there is no more obvious seeming slam dunk i think than just like 
like make Harry Potter Pokemon Go, right? Like, like, and and granted, like that's not exactly creative, but it's like what people would want. Surely, put me in a house, let me go find a Grindylow or whatever. Like people like that shit. Um, this is this feels like it's going out of its way to be as obtuse as possible. Yeah, this is going out of its way to be like not what anyone wants. I don't understand who this is for or appeals to. Right. It's I mean, like, I'm sure it'll do well, but like it was really weird watching because this this came out Monday, this like gameplay video and like all these previews. And granted, I know that like the the um, excuse me, the, the like trending stuff on Twitter is like tailored. But, like, I have broken my internet into thinking I love Harry Potter un- unconditionally, right? And I did not see anyone talking about it. It did not trend. Uh, I did not, like, see people talking about the articles. I did not see people sharing, like, the gameplay trailer. Like, I this just was, like, a complete, like, non-starter, as far as I can tell. The subreddit had one thread on monday that got like nine comments on it and all of the comments were where's the where's the one that leaked where's the triple a game uh i don't think people i think they're i i think like i said this will probably do fine but i don't think this is what they expected I think I think that this is like maybe the worst they could have possibly shown this thing. It's very funny to me because all of the like article, all the copy for um, the announcement stuff is like Niantic is fine. like tr- making something that's trying to be even bigger than Pokemon Go. And like, obviously, I know I know that some of that is like marketing stuff. And I don't even think that they would have that expectation. Pokemon Go was like lightning in a bottle kind of yeah thing i don't think that anything is going to to be quite like that again but i have to imagine they were expecting a little bit more of a reaction than what they got which is almost zero reaction almost nothing and like there's a slightly more in-depth combat system it looks like in this but like who fucking cares I don't think people who are like playing the smartphone games are looking for like an in-depth combat system, right? Like it's this is supposed to be the one that's like for like everybody and their dog. Um, it just seems like top to bottom, like the weirdest possible thing they could have thrown together. And, you know, I'm prepared to eat my words if it comes out and does become the biggest thing in the world. But like uh, they say in the copy that they want this to run for decades like like they're thinking that level of success already and i'm like i like i know that i know you guys think that like you can just slap harry potter on anything and it'll it'll like give you untold riches but we are still in the wake of a harry potter movie not doing great at the box office right like i i I don't think that this is as um surefire a hit as they might think if anything what they should maybe learn from all of that is that um hogwarts and the school fantasy is essential yeah you have to have the houses in this i don't understand how they how they think that like picking cop scientist or teacher is as interesting as picking or you know being sorted like that is the fantasy of harry potter that is people love personality quizzes they just do 
Yeah, it's people can't get enough of that. It was a whole story built like constructed around a personality quiz, and everyone ate that shit up. And this, I, I am, I'm so thankful. I to be clear. This is the best possible outcome for me because this thing's hilarious. If you go to like the website, there's like a a, a weird video of uh of you doing a first person duel with a, a dark witch who looks like she's doing the DreamWorks face the entire time. <laughs> uh, there's a, a giant spider wiggling in front of Ron for like five minutes. <laughs> um, there's Harry getting sucked off by the Dementor. I cannot wait when when this comes out we are going to have to like team up let's go to a, like a park or something and we have to find dobby dying that has to be a moment in here it's such it was, it's such a key moment it's it's like like the frame like that picture that black and white picture i love to post that's like the cut like the frame of harry holding dobby's body <laughs> like that is smart that is ar <laughs> smartphone sized like framed like it is perfect please i i must collect dobby's death in in harry potter wizards unite maybe we can save him oh what if that's what we oh maybe this game's good if we could save dobby so i know this is stupid but what is the lore here because (laughs) so it's the calamity right yes and it's taking place in our time obviously because we we are the the player right Mm -hmm. and it is selecting key moments throughout wizard time and they're Mm -hmm. coming through portals into our time i'm so are we affecting those moments like if we if so so if dead Dobby came through the portal or whatever or Dobby getting stabbed by um by Bellatrix can we save Dobby and is is Dobby alive See I was about to say surely we have to keep thing or like surely the plot is let like we have to keep the timeline as it is or everything will fall apart right but then again in Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry gets owned by the Dementors mm-hmm. in Quidditch. But in this, we save him from them. And he goes back and like seems like aware of this. Yeah, he gives you so a thumbs maybe, up. Yeah, so maybe we can rescue Dobby. Because I, I was thinking, like, is this like the Terminator? Is 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 like, are we going back in time to like try and, uh, uh, you know, keep the timeline as it is so the future doesn't get fucked up? Um, uh, or is it like i don't know i'm 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 confounded by this but like thing. also cursed child takes place across like three different timelines now one is there going to be cursed child content in this game oh. and two are we going to see multiple events from cursed child taking place across like three or four different timelines oh, oh my god like i don't three, quite understand the implication of this premise oh no Oh, my head hurts thinking about that. Like three timelines worth of multiple timeline content in a multiple timeline dimension warping. Oh no, this is this is weird. I yeah, I I don't know. And like some of them aren't even events. Like like there's a couple that are just like here's a dark wizard because they're also trying to like find these things and do something with them. And then there's like here's a magical creature that you have to rescue from being shackled. <laughs> like what? there's like the there's like the what's it the demi the demi guys the demi yeah, yeah the demi it's what guys. they make invisibility cloaks out of 
That's right. Uh, and, but he's walking around with a ball and chain. Yeah, his wife. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, can we just... The demiguise is maybe my least favorite magical creature because I hate the um the cop out of like the oh the invisibility cloaks are normal and they're just this creature's hair right uh-huh. but if the de- if the demiguise was like this magical creature that could turn invisible after he had offended his audience after telling a bad like 1950s stand up routine <laughs> that would be fantastic like hey hey oh uh, uh, you know. <laughs> Oh, I wish a Dementor would come and suck the soul out of my wife, but I think she already don't got one. Oh, hey, ooh, like, like, <laughs> oh, like, and then he disappears. He just, yeah, he disappears and walks away. <laughs> oh God, I would. Oh, hey, I, I think my wife might be a bogart because I'm scared of her. Oh, hey, ooh, ooh. Uh, they should hire us to write for this game. These are some great. <laughs> these are some great moments that could come through the portals. Oh, I so desperately want shitty sexist comedian demi guys guy. That would be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe they're like different kinds. Like like there's there's like that one. There's like the 1950s like like right or you know kind of like like classic like bob newhart suck media and then maybe there's like a like a fucking what's his name andrew dice clay one he's like hey miss muffet sat on a on a tuffet and and fucking disappear disappear i'm disappearing right now i'm not doing just <laughs> and i'm not doing an andrew dice clay routine but uh uh yeah i i, I like this i like the uh the, the demi guys now i think i think we figured out how to make that creature good yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, here's the question: the real, the real question for you: Are you going to be a cop, a teacher, or a zoologist? Uh, I guess zoologist, because like that's the closest thing to like being a thing I care about in Harry Potter is the weird creatures, right? Um, I'm definitely not going to be a cop because all of the cop gameplay just looks like you fight uh, uh, Death Eaters in a bad mini game over and over, and that doesn't look much fun. So is that? going to be like like are you going to get different events depending on on the like class of character you are because the do the teachers get like the events with harry giving you a thumbs up because you saved him <sighs> are the cops Maybe? just gonna like fight death eaters and the zoologists are gonna get all the like magical I, creature events i i wonder if it's more like all of those things are in the world and like they you just kind of like level up in each category hmm and there's like no limit or anything. It's just like whatever you come across and focus on. Why is it not it's- just Hogwarts houses? <sighs> I I need to know where the, these decisions got handed down from because on the one hand, it, it just like feels like a brand decision. They're trying so hard to widen the scope of Harry Potter to make the wizarding world appealing outside of Hogwarts, which I really just don't think can be done. Like, I just don't believe in that concept very well, unless they're going to bring in new writers that are going to tell like fresh stories elsewhere that aren't JK Rowling, just repackaging it in other more offensive ways. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't know. I, People like Hogwarts. That's kind People, of the yeah, whole thing. It just it just seems like the it just seems like you know maybe someone in like a in in good faith and you know thinking thinking hard about it was like I don't want to do the obvious thing, but instead of like just doing something creative with it, they like just came up with the most confusing alternative to the obvious thing. It feels. 
feels like somebody was walking down the hallway at Niantic and they were holding two manila folders and one of them was like our vampire the masquerade ar game and the other one was harry (laughs) potter ar game and it was like comically slipped on a banana peel (laughs) and mixed it all up because this like this weird like calamity uh vibe and it's all it's all about like protecting the secrecy of the wizarding world too mm-hmm, right like mm-hmm. you can't let the muggles see all these portals which also is it is quite at odds when you use their like ar technology to fight a death eater on the street with magic and then you can also see just like everyone else walking around yeah what were they can thinking? i get a look at uranus too lavender oh <laughs> <sighs> So that's a that's a whole whole game I am looking forward to following just because like it doesn't look good, but it's definitely a more interesting mess than I thought it was going to be. I could not have guessed this in a million years. No, absolutely not. It, it was 100 percent a surprise. I was expecting the obvious thing. Um, I mean, there was always there's that leak a while ago that made it sound like you were going to be horrors and you're like tearing down posters or like putting up posters. And it's like going to be like horrors versus Death Eaters. And like that made sense, too. Sure. Kind of a cops this, and robbers sort of situation. Yeah, this is this is uh, intense. We have been kind of running long here on news because we had a lot to talk about here. I want to touch on something less fun very quickly. Sure. Unfortunately. So maybe I and I and I and I doubt anyone listening to this show is in danger of running with this. But just in case, um, there has been uh, some resurfacing of some Johnny Depp and Amber Heard stuff because of this defamation lawsuit that is going on. Specifically, uh, there was a photo and a quote from uh, a court filing of Johnny Depp's that said that uh, Amber Heard cut open his finger uh and and attacked him the thing is this is not news this is uh this has been floating around since 2016 this like really grisly photo of his uh of his finger like cut open has been around for years and years this like new evidence quote unquote that all of these johnny depp fans are 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 citing and, and and quoting as like oh like he's uncanceled and 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 he's the survivor and, and amber is the abuser like this is not evidence this is a court filing <laughs> this is one side's court filing in a court case this is not a verdict this is a filing so everyone if, if, if you're if you're like wandering around on the internet and you see this this popping up just just ignore it because we don't know anything more than we did in 2016 or now and it also doesn't change the fact that like the whole reason everyone is pissed off at Johnny Depp is because there was video of like like there, there there's video out there of 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 him, you know, freaking out on Amber Heard. I'm not here to like say, "Oh, I love Amber Heard so much and she's great and and nothing ever bad ever happened here." The fact is we don't know and we won't know for a long long time because that's just the nature of these court cases but please for the love of god do not fall for this this shit that is going around just like just sit back and let it unfold because a court filing is not evidence it is it is one side of the situation i just wanted to get that out of the way i didn't want it to seem like we were avoiding that or anything because it's kind of like been bubbling up 
uh, and, and I'm sure people are wondering what the hell's going on with that, but don't fall for people saying that this is new information. We have known this since 2016. The entire thing is that she alleges that he cut open his finger uh, and wrote on the mirror or whatever the fuck, and he alleges that she cut open his finger. That's that. I just wanted to get that out of the way. I know it sucks. I know that's unpleasant, but I wanted to make sure we touched on that. Yeah, um, it's... Uh... He doesn't. He doesn't need to be in these movies. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> just, it right. just doesn't. Uh, and it's it's not too late for him to morph back into Colin Farrell, if you ask me. I would love that. I would like nothing more than for that to happen. Let's do something fun. Let's talk about our reading. Okay. Um. Before we do, though, I did want to touch on one other thing, only because you keep sending me the videos from Pottermore that it's magical mischief month. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about that. Yes, uh, uh, Pottermore has declared that March is Magical Mischief Month. What that means, I'm not <laughs> quite sure, but they have declared it. Yeah, there's like a video and everything. It's like a video of like all of the like goofs and japes from the films. Uh, and I'm not sure. Like, it's it's not a call to action. There's no like, send us your favorite Harry Potter jokes or like do a harry potter prank challenge it's just as it's mischief month here it is yeah um i i just wanted to mention that real briefly because i i feel like they maybe mixed up march and april <laughs> they could have just waited one more month they would have had like their april fool's video but they put it out in march I don't know what they're what the point of this stuff is. It's very funny though. They have like this like banner and like a logo and everything and it but there's like no there's no activity. Like there's no <laughs> there, you're not you're not doing anything for magical mischief month. It just is. You just you're just saying happy magical mischief month to people. You just so, I think you're supposed to meditate on your own favorite moments of magical mischief, maybe. <sighs> I am. My favorite moment of magical mischief is when is when the demi guys says something fucked up and then turns invisible and I can't boo him anymore. Yeah, that is mischievous. Um, <laughs> I will jump into our reading long news segment, uh, and we have we have some lore this week. We um, do kind of a lore dump. Yeah, so I'll do my best here. Um, everything is just kind of a lot of exposition kind of so <laughs> so i'll see how i can do uh we read chapter five first um it is called the order of the phoenix um we're kind of jumping right back in uh the like cliffhanger i guess of uh, it's not really a cliffhanger just like the the end of the last chapter was serious emerging and saying like that's a portrait of my mom uh and so we kind of jump right back into the middle of that conversation uh where harry is <laughs> like why is a picture of your mom here? Uh, and it's because it's Sirius's family's house. And and we kind of learn in, in that moment that it's like, oh, Sirius comes from some dark wizards. Um, Harry, it's time for dinner. So that now that the meeting is over, so Harry and, and the other kids um, go and 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 have dinner. And we get kind of a few kind of disconnected. Um, little scenes of some of the order members uh, there at dinner. Um, I believe like Bill and Arthur Weasley are there kind of looking at some maps or doing some sort of sort of strategy. There's some tension between Sirius and Molly Weasley. 
um, Tonks is is going through and making a bunch of like fake nose or changing her face and making funny noses that uh, Ginny is laughing at. Um, and I think Bendungus Fletcher is also there kind of telling a very funny story about his kind of shady business dealings. Harry kind of sits and talks to talks to Sirius and he gets the information from Sirius when he when he he starts and says, well, I've had a, had a shitty summer. Uh, I got attacked by a Dementor. Um, and Sirius says, well, I would love to get attacked by a Dementor. And that's kind of when we learn that it sounds like Dumbledore hasn't let him leave the house. He's he's being kept in because everyone knows or Voldemort will know his animagus form because Wormtail is on his side and he still can't go out because uh, he is he's an outlaw. So he's just going a little bit stir crazy, uh, wanting to be out uh, fighting. And we get kind of this idea that he's maybe a little bit reckless. Uh, Bill is trying to to get uh, to convince uh, goblins at work to, to go over to their side, worried that the goblins might join Voldemort. Uh, after dinner, Sirius kind of goads Harry into, into asking some questions about Voldemort uh, and, and kind of the order. Um, and Molly Weasley kind of steps in and Sirius and her have this kind of explosive argument where uh, she doesn't think that they should be told anything because they're too young. And, and Sirius says, well, Harry deserves to know he, you know, it, it is kind of on Harry's side here. Uh, Lupin steps in uh, and he's like kind of just like the calm mediator. But he he eventually kind of comes down on the side of Harry that he does deserve to know some things. Uh, Molly also says during this conversation that Dumbledore has said something along the lines of uh, saying that Harry should only be told what he needs to know. And that kind of makes Harry mad. Uh, but uh, Harry has kind of won... Uh, this argument and gets to hear hear about what Voldemort's been up to. Ginny uh, is the only one of the kids that has to leave because Fred and George, you know, they're 17, uh, even though Molly wants them to leave. And then Harry says, well, whatever you tell me, you're going to tell Ron, I'm going to tell Ron and Hermione. So I, so they might as well stay. So what we learn is that Voldemort hasn't killed anyone and it hasn't been in the news because he's kind of biding his time he's gathering followers or an army uh using kind of underhanded tactics uh, we also find out that harry was not supposed to survive um i mean we did know that from from goblet of fire but it kind of uh, blew voldemort's whole plan which was for people not to know that he was back uh, fudge doesn't want to play ball uh, with Voldemort being back uh, and we get a little bit of like a uh, the information that he's worried that Dumbledore is trying to take his job as Minister of Magic uh, and that Voldemort back will threaten his position by putting the ministry kind of in in hard times in in wartime I suppose uh, Dumbledore uh, since he's been kind of pushing to make the ministry acknowledge that Voldemort is back has been kicked off of, of the Supreme court and uh, fudge is threatening to take his order of Merlin away, but Dumbledore doesn't care. Molly, we find out kind of thinks Dumbledore is being a bit foolhardy and they'll be in big trouble at the order. If he ends up in Azkaban Sirius at the very end kind of starts to give some information away uh, that he wasn't supposed to, which is that Voldemort is looking for some sort of weapon. And it's at that point that Molly kind of steps in and is like, okay, that's enough. They know enough. Uh, they're going to bed now. And that's the end of the chapter. So 
this chapter is weird because it is like the like to a T it is the same thing as every other info dump chapter in previous books where Harry like overhears a very important conversation between multiple people and picks up all the information he needs mm -hmm. except for the fact that he has like an, a sliver of agency in this chapter um which makes it a little better and also uh, the thing that holds this together for me is the fact that i like the development for both molly and sirius in this chapter mm-hmm yeah. Like that stuff works for me. Like, like, what are what are your overall we we actually didn't get a chance to really talk about this this uh, reading much beforehand. What 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 are your like overall thoughts on this on this chapter? Um, I am positive about Harry having more agency, and I like some of the character work that's being done with Harry, um, Sirius, Molly, uh, and I guess that's pretty much it. I do I have uh, been further kind of enjoying um harry's becoming disillusioned with dumbledore and also sirius being that mm -hmm. way and them kind of finding common ground there um what i'm still not sold on is the plot and by yeah. the, and by the mm -hmm. plot i mean like voldemort's plan the order of the phoenix being this like sort of like resistance cell sort of like this kind of like hard pivot into like spy stuff yeah mm -hmm. i'm i'm really with you there i don't like that stuff i don't like the allusions to like the broader like <laughs> wizarding politic uh like spectrum going on here especially the shit with the goblins and like the giants and stuff like the weird way that like this world is like completely racially aligned because of the way that uh it used to be like a like a more whimsical fantasy story is very weird um the uh, uh and also the thing that i had completely forgotten uh -huh. like just completely had left my brain utterly was the conceit that voldemort's looking for a weapon he's looking for a super weapon is that the elder wand yeah i think so i didn't realize I think it was that because i was always kind of under the impression that it was the prophecy which doesn't really make any sense but it also makes this book kind of fall apart because i i i think that it's sort of both i think that he is looking for the prophecy so he can find the elder wand i think that's the thing um but there's like that clue with, that we get where like fred and george are talking about it it's like oh it doesn't a weapon doesn't necessarily have to be big but i'm just like oh what a fucking boring conceit <laughs> like how many fucking summer blockbuster movies do we go see where it's just like oh the bad guy he's looking for the he's looking for the weapon he's looking for the emp he's looking for the nuke and like, looking for like, the come biggest on. gun in the world yeah he's looking for the gun from taylor lautner's abduction <laughs> I am wondering if this stuck out to you from this chapter, and it is the uh, exposition about Fudge where he is worried about losing power in wartime. I think that is complete bullshit wallpapering over the complete turn he did at the end of the last book that made no sense. 
Yeah. Like, I have never gotten the impression that the impression that, that Fudge has always given off as a character is that he he is like a bumbling fool who doesn't understand how serious his job is. Right. Like he's there for the perks. He's there because he likes to be liked. Right. Like like that's the vibe I got. And that even what, what, what is weird is that even works like like him being in denial about Voldemort still fits that character um yeah because he he doesn't want to do his job he wants to like make speeches and have and like have a cushy office right like yeah attend fundraisers and and like open buildings and stuff right babies and all of that stuff yeah but doesn't want to do anything i have this really hard time imagining him as like this power hungry like he wants to keep his position (laughs) when really like wouldn't war be the best thing for him in that case? Yeah, that would. Yeah, right. I'm like, sorry like, if, if that's you, my my politics getting in the way here of my reading, but I'm. I, I, does he not know that that's typically how that works? Right. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I. Yeah, I. I don't understand that. 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 Like I said, it just feels like wallpapering over the sort of flimsy uh, heel turn he did at the last in the last book. Um, but I think that, like, outside of, of the, like, the weird storytelling stuff here and the fact that I don't really like the order as a, as a concept yet, um, I do like a lot of the character stuff here. Um, I like that we finally get a situation where Harry and Molly are sort of at odds. Which is like the first time that this has really happened. Yeah, I really um, liked him think because at a point in the fight, I guess I kind of left that out. Is um is Sirius and Molly are kind of ha- having a little bit of a power struggle about who is more responsible to Harry as like a parental mm-hmm. figure, and and Sirius, you know, he's like I'm his I'm his godfather, and and Molly says, you know, he's he's not he's not James. Sirius says you're not his mom and he says I might she says I might as well be and Harry has that moment where he's like oh that really means a lot to me but I also like it's it's uh, it's it's a great moment where he's like torn between both of them because he 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 says something like you know he very much appreciates what Molly said but also he's agreeing with Sirius yeah in this moment and I like I like this argument a lot because it feels genuine and I think both of the characters feel genuine here Mm -hmm. um uh and like I don't think it's it's one of those situations where like I don't think either of them are necessarily wrong you know like like uh and I and I I, I can I can sympathize with both Molly and Sirius in this situation. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing that makes this whole scene very interesting is um, realizing how young Sirius actually is, uh, and and also how like petulant he is, kind of. Yeah, he's um, very young and has been in jail since he was nineteen, 19 or, whatever. or whatever, and it 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 is it comes through very strongly. Yeah, there's there's this particular like description of him like stabbing the mashed potato on his plate or whatever because he's grumpy. That just feels like such a like childish like baby man thing to do, and it like like it's a very vivid image of him that I have in this chapter that I really like. There's a lot in these books. I, I know that there's a lot of talk. People like to kind of talk about the progress that these books make as like being you know the first three are are children's books and and the books get quote unquote like darker or whatever um Mm -hmm. 
and it kind of, ha- I mean, we've talked about how it handles it well sometimes and it handles it not well sometimes, but uh, mm-hmm. one of the things that um, kind of stands out to me is that, you know, I, I was a child reading the books and there was not a lot that I have a different takeaway reading the children's like the first three but there is a lot of subtext that are is in these like more or not even subtext it is it is in the text that I just did I just missed completely because it is it it is like it is text that is very adult like like the Molly serious fight is a very adult fight that I could not relate to or understand reading when i was 14 or whatever yeah yeah there's there's other moment there's another moment um in this chapter when at the beginning of the argument when when you know there when harry you know wants to stick around and, and talk about the order stuff and hermione and ron are like uh well harry's just gonna tell us everything anyway like <laughs> won't you harry and there's this this line where like harry looks at ron and for a moment is like like he you know he was expecting to just be like you know fuck off ron or whatever right and then he he like looks at him and goes actually no yeah like you're my friend like sure like 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 that this series has done a weirdly great job recently of like conveying anger Mm-hmm. in really interesting ways which like I, like there's the one that we talked about um kind of halfway through goblet um uh, uh when ron and harry were first fighting um there's the stuff at the beginning of this book uh in the in the privet drive chapters and now there's this and there's like this really good push and pull between like harry being like insanely angry in his own head and then as soon as he like engages with his with his friends again he realizes how stupid it is right like it's a very realistic uh and relatable um like like description of like you know what it's like to be very angry at someone right like uh someone that you care about deep down yeah that part very much subverted my expectation after the last chapter because the last chapter almost got me on board with wanting Harry to say fuck off Ron like right and and maybe that's maybe I'm petty but being in that headspace that very angry headspace with Harry and then having him be like yeah I will tell Ron felt a little bit weird to me I'm not saying it's bad and I in fact I think that like Harry, a lot of what he's going to go through is a pretty deft, uh, realistic portrayal of someone bottling stuff up, right? Like, I'm not saying it, exactly. it is, I'm not saying it's right of him to say, like, fuck off, Ron, but he is, he's kind of swallowing it and it's going to yes. come back up. Exactly. Like, they're not, they're, they're not having that conversation. Um, He's, about he's, Harry's he's kind of demonstrating what he thinks is right and he's not having that reciprocated i i suppose um yes it's yeah yeah it is very very interesting it's it's, uh, i i have been kind of continually surprised by those moments i don't know where harry's been for the last few books (laughs) (laughs) right right he's asserting himself a lot in this one or 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 not but in like an intentionally written way right right? like um like like last chapter i was a little bit off the train Mm -hmm. um because it just it just felt like 
Hermione and Ron were like rolling over for him, but now this feels a lot better here. Um, and, and, and that rolls over into the next chapter too, with the stuff between, uh, Molly and Sirius too, is that they, uh, they work through their anger in a, in a different way with each other where they're just sort of like, very they're just like being like overly polite and and formal with each other mm-hmm. uh, and stuff and like that stuff's very funny there's just a lot of stuff about like characters dealing with being pissed off with each other in close proximity um that, that i find really fascinating in the in these chapters and that stuff really carries it because like 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 i said a lot of the exposition stuff and like the, the nitty-gritty of the plot here is <sighs> um it's i don't know it's tenuous it's not it doesn't make much sense especially because the the stuff they can't tell harry um is so nebulous and confusing to me because because the so the the, like we know that the because we've you know obviously because we've read this book before and stuff that like the the upshot of this is dumbledore doesn't want people telling harry too much because he has a connection to voldemort right yeah so what is why are they a why would they tell him anything because he didn't the tell case? them that that's why right like is that is that yes. what, the, what this is going to be but like, then like also like, why not yeah he, he's he's keeping all that to himself because he's he's the i mean i think that's the impression i get is that he's just like because this. he's m from james bond correct i don't and, know why like, he wouldn't if, just tell them Right. If it, and and then also in that case, could they not then could like like it it would it surely would not be revealing too much to Voldemort through Harry to say Harry we can't tell you anything because you have a psychic connection to Voldemort. Surely Harry would understand that, right? Like I'm not sure if Voldemort knows. How would he? What? How would he not because, know? Because though? he's only psych- it- he's only connecting to him in moments of of great emotional. Oh, like whatever. That's right. So okay, so it's know. not he's okay. So it's not like he has like a psychic window into here. Okay, I forgot what the actual like mechanics of this were. It, that's still weird to me. I, like, like I think that Dumbledore probably could have told Molly Weasley. I, I I guess it's like questionable. Like he wouldn't want to tell Sirius. Sirius is clearly like unstable and a a loose cannon that he cannot trust, which I think is an interesting Uh dynamic that I certainly have never picked up on reading this before now. Yeah. Uh, But I don't know how hard it would be like to be like Molly Weasley. Harry can't know anything. He might have a psychic connection to Voldemort. And she says, okay, I, I, I I don't know. (laughs) Like we're, we're trying to fix it. Uh, I, but really this (laughs) chapter is like centrist season in the funniest way possible which is serious saying he should know everything and molly saying he should know nothing and then they both go <laughs> what if we tell him half <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i i just i i guess i guess I'll, I'll probably have a stronger opinion on this once we actually kind of get further and find out the mechanics of what exactly the like psychic bond between harry and voldemort is but it's just very confusing and feels like a weird rickety scaffolding here to like place all the drama on dumbledore not just telling harry or the people around harry that like hey uh voldemort might have a psychic connection to you and he might be able to like figure some shit out so uh we're not you know 
uh, he might figure some shit out. So we're just not going to tell you. Uh, and you need to be cool with that. And I feel like even angry Harry would understand that. Um, which, which makes this angst feel a little tenuous to me. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I guess we'll see. I don't, I, I think this is the book that Harry sees Arthur Weasley get attacked by a snake. Maybe not. I think that I think so. I think that is this one. I'm not sure. So I guess we'll see. Um, he got told exactly enough information to form a uh, very uninteresting mystery, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. What's the weapon? Ooh. Yeah. That stuff. That stuff sucks. Um, I do like the conversation between all the teens at the end. Um, uh, that that's a very cool scene. Mm-hmm. Uh and also just in like a cool like this isn't like a like a plot thing or anything but i really liked the cool little writing flourish of him sliding into a dream without realizing it at the very end of oh chapter. yeah that was pretty cute i thought that was great uh, uh it, he's like he, he's thinking about stuff and he's thinking about like oh i'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight and then like a very obvious dream like things start happening and, and like i thought that was very deft that was cute when you were reading this chapter did you spend the whole time thinking about that viral twitter thread about molly weasley being right yes oh my god i could not stop thinking about that stuff i i did not i am even more baffled now because she's not right like they they are both right and they're both wrong right like that that's the whole thing uh so I that takeaway is even more like I, I don't get it now. They, they are both coming from a position of of care for Harry, um, but neither of them are treating him with any agency. Yeah, like that's the entire thing. I'm like, that's what makes it a good scene. Like, like that's what carries this chapter. Uh, and yeah, I could not stop thinking about that weird that weird Twitter thread about how like like uh Molly Weasley is the perfect mom and 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 Sirius is doing a, a mansplain to her or whatever. Like that was just bizarre. <laughs> yeah, that, that really wasn't my takeaway. I'm also um uh thinking about anyone listening to this three years from recording and being like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you know, that viral Twitter thread from last week. Speaking of being petty, we love to remember weird bad tweets that we see and send to each other. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, shall we? That's our superpower. It, it is. Shall we go on to chapter six, or do you have anything else for chapter five? No. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's move on to the next chapter. All right. Chapter six is called "The Noble and Most Ancient House of Black." Um, unless I messed up my notes, I think that we do kind of jump in and have that conversation, the teen conversation at the beginning of this chapter, but I could just be wrong about that. Where they speculate mm. about what the, it doesn't matter, because um, yeah. either I either left it off of last chapter or not, where Ron, Harry, Fred, and George kind of speculate about what the weapon might be, uh, but they have to go yeah. to sleep because Mrs. Weasley is kind of patrolling the patrolling the halls, making sure they're not uh, staying up and and talking about that. Uh, and the rest of the chapter kind of is a span of time that I'm not quite sure of where they spend time like cleaning this this old house that's full of like dark artifacts and is 
is kind of like is unlived in, right? It's it's super dirty. Uh, the first thing they do is they help Mrs. Weasley um, clear out a doxy infestation. Um, and uh, during this scene, we see Fred and George kind of secretly take one of the the doxies uh, and explain to Harry that they've been working on their joke shop and they wanted to experiment with uh, uh, something in the doxy to to make uh, their some some new products. Um, and and Harry kind of gives us a little bit of exposition, catching us up that that he's helping helping them open a joke shop. Molly does leave while they're uh, do they're dealing with the doxies to go yell at Menunga's Fletcher who showed up with some, some contraband to store. Uh, and during that time uh, we see creature for the first time and he's like an old, old house elf. And he is trying to uh, save some of the old uh, family artifacts that are being thrown out as they're cleaning the house. Um, and he's also just kind of out of his mind. He's talking to himself. Um, he's like saying, uh, like slurs about muggle-borns and things and, and kind of talking in third person or, or talking as if he's, he's speaking to, um, or rather speaking about uh, Sirius's mom, like she might be there. Um, and he does uh, listen to Sirius, um, but, but doesn't, doesn't really like him, but it's kind of bound to, to serve him and, and serve the family. Um, and, and Sirius kind of sends him off and uh, is pretty mean to him. And now Harry is seeing the the Black family tapestry for the first time, which is a big family tree. And Sirius kind of explains his family to him. And he's been he his name is is burnt off the family tree. Um, Harry kind of finds out that, that Sirius is related to Tonks. They're like cousins. Um, and, and we also see Andromeda Tonks, Tonks' mom for the first time kind of on the tree. And, and Sirius explains that she, she was cool and um, uh, was an outcast from the family too because she, she was not evil. And we also find out that purebloods are all pretty related. Malfoy, the Malfoy family is, is on there by marriage, I think. Also, the tapestry is, like, dated back to the Middle Ages. Uh, Harry does talk to Sirius about the hearing uh, that he has to go to uh, for using magic at the Dursleys a little bit, and, he, and he's kind of having a lot of anxiety that he's going to be expelled, and where will he go? Can he live with Sirius? That sort of thing. Uh, they do a bunch more cleaning. Uh, we get a little, a few more scenes of, like, Creature trying to appear and, and like, save some of the old stuff and, and smuggle that stuff away. Uh, we, we get a few other like goings on around headquarters. At one point, McGonagall appears. Uh, Snape kind of comes in and out. Uh, and the next thing we know, it's it's Wednesday evening, which is the, the night before Harry's hearing. Um, and, and Mrs. Weasley tells him at dinner that he'll be going to work um, with Arthur to, to go to the Ministry of Magic for, for his trial. Um, we also find out as Harry's kind of... Uh, like the next morning, uh, Molly says that Dumbledore was at the house the night before and Harry's pissed off again because uh, Dumbledore came by and didn't try to see him. And that's the end of the chapter. This, so much of this chapter gives me um, uh, Borgen and Burke's vibes. Yeah. Uh, I liked I liked a lot of the cleaning and like house description stuff a lot more than I thought I was going to. Uh-huh. Um, it's cute. The uh, I like all the silly artifacts that they're that they're finding. Um, I like the 
conversation with Fred and George about their their goofy um, uh, uh, candy that gets you out of class mm-hmm. that they're experimenting on. That stuff's all really cute. Um, what I do not give a fuck about is is five pages of a family the explanation of a family tree uh, from a guy who ends up saying that uh, this isn't my fam- real family anyway. Like, great. I'm glad we, I'm glad we had to talk <laughs> about this family tree for so long then yeah i'm not sure what the family tree really does for us i uh, i will say that it does give us some exposition about regulus black who becomes a key horcrux character later because he like turns on Voldemort or whatever i guess there's kind of like a a a lesson about like you aren't your family in here right but that could have been packaged like they're clearing out a house full of dark artifacts. We know it's Sirius's family house, so I feel like that information is already packaged into this chapter. Yeah, or like at least like like I think that the imagery of the family tapestry with pieces burned off is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't need a tour guide to explain it to me, right? Like if we had just gotten like Harry looking at this tapestry and noticing that like, like, Oh, this is where Sirius black would be, but it's, it's burnt off done. Right. Like, like that's all you really need there. Sirius black is a guy who, uh, clearly believes and, you know, understands that like, you know, blood ties don't necessarily mean, someone is family to you right like like someone is important to you um so him like working through that (laughs) like this is this is the closest we've gotten to to a like goblet of fire tier shitty monologue it's not there like it's not that bad but it's it's the closest we've gotten in this book so far to that thing yeah i i guess there is like something here between harry and sirius where harry um I mean, really, like he, his parents are very important to him. Um, They were murdered when he was a baby. So he never knew them, but they were good people. And so he has like an emotional connection to people he never knew. Whereas Sirius has, has that tension with him where he knew his family and hated them. And Sirius is honestly kind of a jackass here when Harry's like, I didn't know you were related to the Malfoys, but that kind of hits close to home. And he's like, who cares? Uh, why, right, why would yeah. blood ties matter so I, I it's not all bad it's just a lot of information it's a lot of names that i don't care about yeah names that don't matter never come up or when they do come up are like stupid anyway like all, i i the regular stuff is gonna be weird people really like regulus black he's not in uh, he's not in it <laughs> yeah i know he's like not a character people, people love he... andromeda tonks too uh if you'll remember back i got mixed up thinking that uh tonks nymphadora tonks was in slytherin because people love right, to yeah. use andromeda as an example of a slytherin that a was good, good slytherin which to yeah. me implies that she's a character but she's just right. a name <laughs> yeah yeah that stuff is i mean like like i i think this scene honestly is not that bad but it just carries so much baggage because we know what jk rowling likes to do with family tree stuff right yeah like, this I is the scene yeah this is the scene i cannot see i cannot read this without thinking about the fucking crimes of grindelwald scene right like it is the same fucking thing 
she loves doing this it it is the least interesting thing in the world to me um i so badly wanted snape to show up in this chapter i and i know that that's that every, every chapter. chapter yes right uh-huh. but but the fact that we get this tease uh of snape like hovering around but like i want to see snape cleaning something i want to see he would snape never. like he would <laughs> just, never he would never <laughs> just just snape like 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 very snidely like like grimacing at harry while he's like polishing a a, a window pane or something like I, that imagery is so good i want to see that so bad Here, here's an imagine for you um uh original content uh, just for me right now, uh, imagine um, cleaning a room in Grim Old Place with Snape. Fuck yes! Imagine, imagine Snape and Sirius are cleaning opposite sides of the same room <laughs> and keep on like sniping at each other and like <laughs> like bitching at each other about how bad a job the other one is doing, and then like maybe like shooting some dust out of their wand when the other's not looking yes. onto the other side. Yes, right. This feels obvious. Put this shit in here, JK, please. Um, uh, but uh, also, I I like Creature. I this is this is the main thing I want to talk about in this chapter. I think I think Creature is pretty funny. Creature is very I was funny. Not expe- I was not expecting to like Creature. I was kind of dreading his his arrival. Um, I love the way his dialogue is written so much. It's very charming. It's very fun to read. I he's he is a shining light uh, in this chapter. Like in that every time he's talking, it is very fun. Uh, I think we just have to come to terms that we love house elves here. We number one house elf stand podcast, and it's weird to say because he is he is being a little horrible racist jerk. Yes. <laughs> and 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 that's a weird thing to compliment but like he is just such a funny character like he his shtick is uh just sort of mumbling stream of consciousness stuff that like starts off very polite and then gets insanely rude by the end of the sentence <laughs> and it, it works it's very funny um and it, it, the it's it's funny reading it and thinking about how um i i think one of jk rowling's weaknesses and like uh like like i think a fairly consistent except maybe for the last book i think a fairly consistent thought we've had is that the books are really well written right Mm -hmm. um excuse me uh but i think her kind of like achilles heel is like the way that she writes dialogue sometimes is very like you know she loves writing in all caps she loves include she loves including way too many ellipses she likes um writing accents phonetically and stuff and this character creature fits into that archetype sort of in the the like he his dialogue is written in like a very jokey um colorful way but it works here like this is the one that has worked for me where it's just sort of like no punctuation or it's like a lot of commas right like mm-hmm. he's just sort of like he, he's like comma splicing all of his separate thoughts that are that are like coming out of his mouth but he's very very funny yeah i i like 
what he he is very funny like his dialogue is very funny and then i think everyone's like reactions to him are is good character work right like sirius is very yeah. like dismissive and hates him um hermione is compassionate towards him um which i think does more for her character than the spew stuff ever did right like and that's the and that is the fault of the narrative being that she was quote-unquote objectively wrong about spew whereas here it's like she is she is compassionate toward this like old crazy house elf that is like parroting horrible shit at her right and i think that that's very sweet Mm mm-hmm yeah and and also um sirius's reaction is very interesting because sirius is the character who once upon a time said the whole thing about like if you want to see the measure of a man look to how he treats his inferiors not his his equals right Mm -hmm. and he treats creature like shit in this yeah uh and i I feel like that's very on purpose right like like that is is an intentional hypocrisy i think it explicitly Um, says it at the end of this book in a very maybe weird way where they're like that's why he died but we'll see when we get there (laughs) i think it's like you know he always said that but he underestimated creature right so maybe i i well, don't remember honestly yeah, we'll get to it we'll get there but yeah i i just i'm trying to find just like a good a good creature quote uh uh okay when he's talking to like fred and george i i really like this this scene uh hello creature said fred very loudly closing the door with a snap the house elf froze in his tracks stopped muttering and then gave a very pronounced and unconvincing start of surprise <laughs> creature did not see young master he said turning around and bowing to fred still facing the carpet he added perfectly audibly nasty little brat of a blood traitor it is sorry said george didn't catch that last bit creature said nothing said the elf with a second bow to george adding in a clear undertone and then there's its twin unnatural little beasts they are (laughs) it's just like it's very stupid and like obvious but it is it is I'm glad maybe it's because this this book has been so dour and I don't even mean that in a negative sense but like it's a very grim book so far having a character like actually just tell jokes has been like refreshing I think it's very it's very genuinely funny yeah like it's just like it's it's a little comedy routine there's also the great stuff about him like uh sneaking in while they're cleaning and like picking stuff up and trying like very slowly walking away with it that's just a very funny image um he's just a he's quite a character I'm, I'm enjoying creature a lot more than i was expecting to yeah um get dobby and creature together dobby creature oh, team please up. dobby creature team up kind of like a like a like a good cop bad cop kind of thing like buddy adventure yeah dobby dobby reforms creature <laughs> yes please oh my god um oh okay hear me out mm-hmm. snape and lockhart adopt dobby and creature oh my god <laughs> right yes right yes yes i'm 100 percent on board thank you yeah that is that is the most perfect fanfic that no one has written uh hearing here first might need to cut this part out because that idea is too good i know it's a million dollar idea right although really like there are so many like fan fiction ideas that have become like a genre on their own right Mm -hmm. and i think that 
this could be its own like there could be an archive and that's just all, all of the stories are that <laughs> probably <laughs> um i think the other major thing i want to touch on just briefly at the end here is i i um as as much as i find this dumbledore plot insanely stupid <laughs> i do think that this moment at the end where harry is like torn up about hearing that dumbledore was around and didn't even want to see him is good like that's that's could, that's a good dumbledore not think of a solution for this problem I'm right it's so weird this shift like like dumbledore up till this point has been like even in the face of people being incredibly rude and hostile to him the nicest guy on planet earth that's his like entire character right like he's just the perfect gentleman this idea that like he would just not talk to harry at all or explain what's going on to him here i don't buy it at all here's a genius plan from m from james bond dumbledore uh how about he tells something to make harry feel better that's a lie <laughs> yeah what if uh oh i've like, got okay um, he can't explain harry's psychic connection how about he feeds a lie to voldemort by telling harry some other reason that would be great that would be a what if there oh and then like there'd be like this whole mystery where harry was trying to solve this mystery himself like yes. he always does and it turns into this wild goose chase and then it's like and oh shit dumbledore do it. it's just like uh <laughs> Not trying to rewrite. He ends up getting in danger because Voldemort's also on this wild goose chase, and and like like Dumbledore realizes he's fucked up because he's now put Harry in danger again. He should have known that Harry would would try and solve this himself. Oh, look, perfect idea, right? Yes, makes total sense. Yeah, I, yep, yep. No, Dumbledore's just become. I just said Dumbledore. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a weird. That's a new ship I just came up with, Dumbledore. Um, Albus Dumbledore albus dumbledore uh but yeah like like just this this complete shift of character dumbledore has gone through into like the ruthless mastermind that's really bad at it like really considerably bad at it he definitely had that like godlike power of the first three books which was that he always knew what everyone was going to do right and i guess like maybe the point of this is this is like his mistake right this is his but it seems like it's maybe the dumbest mistake he could make <laughs> it's so stupid it also just means that we don't get to t- like like i i i i i'm all for shaking up stories that have like familiar elements right but there's a certain point where you have to ask yourself is it worth essentially writing out one of the most like interesting characters essentially from a book right like this is the problem with the um and granted like these books go further than this by by a long shot but like this is why no one likes the last two game of thrones books because they're they like cut entire character perspectives out and like people want those and like like i don't know like like the premise of like how about a harry potter book but harry never talks to dumbledore the iconic guy who says all the funny stuff that we like and is nice and and has the morals at the end like just 
really weird way to go kind of yeah and it's also like a spy novel now a little bit (sighs) yeah it's this is this is so extra boring to me because i have been watching a truly terrible show called the blacklist oh oh Um, my god i remember they marketed that show like crazy it's it is it is the funniest fucking thing it is i I, i've been bouncing between two shows i've been watching uh friendship is magic Mm. and the blacklist uh really great combination anyway the blacklist is is a shitty spy show uh that is basically it is the we know how we were talking about the like what is the dumb guy version of of smart guy things yeah okay this is the dumb guy version of like hannibal or silence of the lambs or something so like <laughs> like if like the the annoying the annoying guy who won't shut up about how good uh uh mads Mikkelsen is in uh in hannibal the dumb guy version is james spader knowing literally everything anyone's ever going to do in the world in the blacklist um and that's that like that like like i'm picking i'm watching the blacklist and realizing like oh no order of the phoenix is a police procedural and that fucking sucks like like just the 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 structure of like all the spy network stuff the like the weird omnipotent mastermind characters at play that just like pull the 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 important information out of their ass at the last <laughs> second just truly rancid boring tv and i can't get enough of it i keep just coming back to this idea that jk rowling doesn't like fantasy um and the, this is a a kind of deep pull that do you remember when we talked about the lev grossman uh like interview with jk rowling that made everyone super duper mad yeah the reason that they were mad is because there's like a like something in there that like maybe jk rowling said that was something along the lines of her not reading fantasy i think and it was like i don't read fantasy and and i think that like people thought that lev grossman put that in a light that was unflattering and it made a bunch of like fantasy authors mad, like like thinking that that J.K. Rowling was saying like she's above us, or or call or like saying that it's like trashy genre fiction or whatever. Um, and well, it was weirder than that. It was that they got mad at the writer. Yeah, for, like, I, I don't really for quoting her or, or for because y- y- I think that they thought that it was like fabricating her as saying something rude about them or something and they're like like that's bad journalism she would never say something stupid it was a it which was is very, really funny to think about now it's very weird and, and hard to read about because there was a lot of like editorializing from the leaky cauldron that then like mislinked it was it was all a whole thing uh also the author wrote that insane uh, apology thing uh, apol- two pay like two separate ar- articles of apology like self-flagellating over this article that was totally fine like there was nothing about that article that that was out no of the it was we really should, not very inflammatory we, at all and we should go in depth on that at some point that is a a really weird thing yeah i i think like i suppose she said something that might have implied that she wasn't taking from any sort of fantasy author tradition it doesn't matter 
my whole point of saying all of this is that I get to order the Phoenix and I'm like, maybe you don't like fantasy and this is the police procedural you always wanted to write because we do have the right. police procedural books that she wrote. Yeah. Yeah. This, this feels so much just like a, like a boring, like the plot, I mean the plot, the plot elements, like I, I, there's a lot of character work and stuff and, and like atmospheric stuff. I, I, I quite like in our reading so far, but like it, yeah, it really has the plot elements of just like a, a tacky british police procedural um and it's 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 not it's good that the characters carry this at the moment because boy howdy the plot is not going anywhere yeah it sure isn't i think that like <laughs> and it's not like a smart police procedural which sure feels like it just destroys dumbledore's character who's like like and i don't mean supernatural as in he's a wizard but who has previously had like kind of supernatural preternatural abilities um Mm -hmm. it's a lot it's a weird book it's a very very weird book i think unless there's anything else you want to cover here i think it's probably time to take a break sounds good to me all right Welcome back. Hello. You know, I didn't even mention at the top of the show, but we are are continuing to feel the um, absence of J.K. Rowling online. Yeah, she is I, still not. She back. might just be logged off forever. She's she's not just, dead to be clear. No, no, she's just she's just logged off permanently, and she'll only log back in to welcome the cops back. Um, right. Yeah. When they release albums. I'm, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you're following all this, all this, this Brexit news, but like, I think it sure seems like she has, she probably has some stuff to say about what's going on. Um, but it's weird. It's weird that she's not back. Yeah, I, um, I wish I could say I'm following Brexit news. <laughs> I mean, I, I see it, right? It, it happens it definitely. To us. Yeah. Gets. I, I see it with my eyes. Um. I'll have to probably do some reading at some point, but I am currently reading Harry Potter and also reading the hit Anna Todd novel after. So there's really not a whole lot of uh, uh, politics research time for me these days. Sure. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that means that there is definitely a deficit of Harry Potter uh, uh, lore questions being answered um and and reddit concerns being addressed so it is once again time for us to dive into the subreddit and answer some burning questions related to our reading um are you ready to answer the call always i always am all right uh this first one uh the title is creature i've never really thought much about creature before but i'm rereading the books now on the last one i've come to like him a lot i love his complete 180 in personality once he told the story of regulus and being given the locket i actually feel bad for him that the trio couldn't return to grimald place after the ministry infiltration because he'd become so nice 
I also like that it shows Hermione was somewhat right in that Sirius should have treated Creature better, because he's actually very helpful if people are nice to him. Now, this isn't really a question, but this sort of like confirms what we were talking about with Creature, right? Like he 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 goes through some character uh, development for sure. Yeah, I always knew he was a good egg. Um, the the main reason I want to bring this one up is the first comment is something that I can't remember if it's a quote or if this person is just having a normal one. <laughs> fight, fight, fight for my master, defender of house elves, fight <laughs> the Dark Lord in the name of brave Regulus fight. That is all one sentence. Um, have we talked about the video from the Libertarian Conference of... no we haven't individual uh, you know if you haven't seen this video it is from some sort of libertarian get together Mm -hmm. um of a an individual taking the stage and proposing that dobby be made mascot of the libertarian party uh-huh. and recite and reciting the dobby the iconic dobby line dobby's uh, creed. master master has given dobby a sock dobby is free do you think that the whoever posted this reply is that individual <laughs> just just posting some some good some good creature quotes i assume that's a quote i don't remember it but I guess I don't really remember much about the later books, so 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 maybe there's something there. But yes, yeah, it does not ring a bell to me either. But I, that could just be—I don't know. I'm—I bet that's them. God, we've not covered that video. We should—we should dive back into that one. That's a classic for sure. Um. Okay, this one is more of a question. Sure. Uh, the title of this Reddit post is "Creature." I just finished my reread of the series and I have so much appreciation for Creature's character development mm. into a good-hearted elf. Him leading the rest of the Hogwarts house elves into battle is one of my favorite endings to a character arc. I'm curious what you guys think would have happened if Creature faced Bellatrix during the Battle of Hogwarts. At the po- this point, he had already chosen where his loyalties lie with Harry and Regulus, but would he still have some lingering affection for his old master? Um, no, because Creature and Dobby were adopted by Snape and Lockhart and are Hell now yes. and na- are now brothers. Oh um, yes. And like would have so much loyalty and brotherly love for each other, um, that Creature would have stepped in and, and saved Dobby in his time of peril. <laughs> Agreed. Um, yeah, he would he would no longer uh, feel anything for for Bellatrix Lestrange. Uh, and and he would handily defeat her. I think defeat her in battle. Certainly would yes. he? Would he also call her a bitch like Molly did? Uh, yeah, because he's got kind of a filthy mouth on him, doesn't he? He kind of does a little <laughs> bit. So yeah, I think so. In fact, he might even uh, dig deeper and find something even more offensive to say than bitch. Oh no! Uh, has he been hanging out with the demi guys? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Um. Uh, so I, so I don't know what that would be. I, I like just just really go for it and, and hit her with a real swear. Um, I, I I don't know if I mentioned on like 
I can't remember if I, I talked it on our Patreon, Patreon only episodes that I've been watching Supernatural or if I did on the main episode. Um, but I will say that watching Supernatural for the first time, I realized that in 2005, if you really want to have a cool character, you just make them say bitch a lot. So oh, I, think yeah. that, I think that's what happened with Molly Weasley. That's really going to be a, a, a that's going to be a, a funny moment. One. That's going to be a funny one. The Do you, Wait, is that going to be a moment in the in the AR game? Is Molly Weasley oh, calling Bellatrix a oh. bitch? Like God, I collected I collected that moment. Oh, I hope so. I, I and and like none of those moments look like they have any dialogue, but I bet they I bet they will have like Molly facing off with Bellatrix and like maybe they'll like pixelate her mouth for a moment or something or they'll like put like the cartoon <laughs> speech bubble with like you know asterisk pound sign at symbol exclamation point or whatever oh that would be so good that's a moment i would love to collect yeah do you think it's too late for them to add another cl- i know we have zoologist or and teacher but is it too late for them add to add bitch. house elf oh house elf yeah <laughs> we're gonna add bitch as a category do you, do you want to be a zoologist an horror uh, a teacher or a bitch i would choose bitch 100 <laughs> percent. because because you that would be perfect because that was where that's where they could put all of the snape moments yes uh, like like here's snape running uh, three stories of the castle down to the staff room so he can sit in the chair before Lupin gets there with his class. I'm very specialized in the bitch moments of Harry Potter. <laughs> but no, house elves, I would love it. Imagine, imagine if you could just like, like, like rescue house elves, like collect house elves or something. They could come up with, they could Adorable. come up with so many. Adorable. You know, it would be kind of like Spire the Dragon, right? Like you are like releasing house elves instead of dragons. <laughs> Thank you but for they all rescuing have, they, me. Yeah, they all have like their own little like job. Like they, they have like different careers because this is a this is a world of, of free house elves, I believe. Hell um, yes. So so I would like that a lot. That would be so good. You could come up with so many good names for house elves. Mm-hmm. So we got Doppy, we got Creature, we got Winky. We could have like dinky I don't know. <laughs> it's not my job to come up with the names it's their job True. um uh let's move on our next one is called creature what happened to creature after all that years i mean <laughs> did he died did he have a happy <laughs> life like the few weeks in book i don't remember if that was ever mentioned or was it in the cursed child question mark question mark um, what are the answers? Uh, one of my problems with Cursed Child was that it didn't answer the questions we wanted. One of them being, what happened to Creature? Why? Why would it? <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my problems with the epilogue is that it didn't address Creature. <laughs> creature got married to. Imagining, imagining the fucking <laughs> prologue from the movie where it like pans across all of their shitty like makeup <laughs> faces and then it like pans down and Creature's there wearing like a suit. Oh my god, I would love to see Creature in a suit. Oh my god. Oh, um, then the reply to that comment is I refuse to believe the Cursed Child is canon. It's more of a budget fan fiction. 
Um, it's uh, on a very high budget. Yeah, I was going to say. Because you, I think all fan fictions are, are like most, like are very low budget. That's no, Whereas no Curse budget. Child is maybe the the most high budget fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Uh, I think it's the most expensive and also the most lucrative Broadway play ever. So I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it technically has a budget has a budget yeah that's true <laughs> it has a budget uh these other comments are pretty good too i don't know how long hell cells live but he was already old so i assume he eventually died i'm sure he had a good life though he was coming around to harry and harry was treating him better so i'm sure he was less miserable and grumpy than he had been well yeah they all eventually died it's a, it's a great way of like what happened to x character i don't know they died eventually like they died great. eventually like <laughs> oh. yeah i uh-huh Harry died eventually. Harry likely moved into Grimald Place after the war, so it's possible Creature continued to live with him. If not, he probably stayed at Hogwarts since he was there for the final battle. Creature was also able to follow through on his master Regulus's orders, so he likely lived happily after that. That's very nice. That's um, very but nice. But the real answer is that he was adopted by Snape and Lockhart. He was <laughs> All of these people are wrong they're missing the i just can't get over the like cursed child didn't give me the answers i wanted like what happened to creature <laughs> i can't get over a scene in the epilogue where it pans over all the actors in their their old makeup and and then the family photo of snape lockhart <laughs> it like fades like fades in like a polaroid at the end yeah. like oh my god okay Here's another one from Reddit. Um, this one is titled Creature. I'm kind sensing of running, a theme. I'm sensing a theme here. Uh, uh, so I've read the books probably about 20 times. I've essentially <laughs> been in a state of perpetual reread since I was 16. Please read another book but now I'm reading them aloud to my husband and for the first time ever <laughs> I got Creature's name. Oh. Are there any other names I'm not getting? I mean, Sirius, Lupin, yada yada. But what other minor characters are out there with cute Rowling-esque names I'm missing? Please, for the love of God, tell me the first comment is Grimold Place. <laughs> no, it's even better. It's Professor Sprout teaches herbology. <laughs> just in case just in case you didn't catch that one (laughs) professor sprout teaches herbology this comment is fucking gigantic oh my god i did not i I thought that this op was like funny enough to read i did not scroll down here (laughs) okay are are you ready for a list of all of them from this helpful user here's what i'm hoping for i am hoping to encounter one i don't know okay all right let's let's go yeah Okay, so Professor Sprout teaches herbology. Professor so Kettle Professor Kettleburn retires after sustaining serious magical creature injuries. Uh, yeah. Okay, this one I this one's already off the rails for me. Pedigrew equals pet, comma, I grew. <laughs> no. I don't I don't like that. Nope. Don't, don't like I think, that. I think pet I think pet is there on purpose, sure. I don't think pet I grew is uh is is 
No. Argus Filch. A filch is a petty thief, so it could relate to his constant confiscation or his generally sneaky nature. It could also be a pun on filth, since it's literally his job to clean up filth. (laughs) Hermione is named after the character in Winter's Tale, who is often thought to be Shakespeare's most feminist and politically activist female character. (laughs) What does that mean? politically activist character someone else mentioned malfoy making draco literally the dragon of bad faith i previously confused draco and serpents snake constellations because they look kind of similar thanks to the throwaway account for the correction Ferenz hmm. is obviously linked to Florence, sometimes referred to as the City of Stars, and it has a lot of ties to astrology. Ferenz later teaches stargazing and divination. The Weasleys... Also, he's covered in fur. <laughs> That's true. Uh, the Weasleys all have knight or kingly names from medieval history. Arthur, Ginevra, <sighs> uh, uh, Ginevra, sorry, uh, Ronald, uh, which is okay this one okay arthur and ginevra absolutely i'll I'll give you ronald in brackets next to it they have roland which that's a, just a different <laughs> name i'm sorry his name would be roland if it was if this was the case wouldn't it be great if it was roland weasley roland weasley that'd be a great name and then he could make it like a muggle synthesizer that would be his cool. his his whole thing uh fred and george and percy percival charles william uh and so okay I, that one i would say close but also those are just english names like mm. those those are just english names and a lot of english names have been kings um cormac mcclagan could be re- <laughs> related to cormac mcgart in that they both have power but were taught a lesson and lost something because of their pride but i think that's tenuous oh okay i'm glad that this mm. <laughs> i'm glad that this commenter can no that's ironclad <laughs> regulus is the brightest star in the leo constellation and he proves to be a hero lion equals gryffindor arcturus is the brightest star in its constellation the plowman just by the way uh narcissa is named after narcissus the constellation named for the most vain man in greek mythology she is by far the most selfish or self-absorbed of the three sisters andromeda is named after princess andromeda who is shamed and exiled but saved from an arranged marriage to a beast by perseus obviously andromeda refuses to marry a pure blood choosing a good man and causing her exile and then the comment just ends with there are more that's so ominous there are more wow i feel like the op was asking for like puns not not yeah like you say it out loud and it's like oh grim old place grim old place right i'm scrolling through this thread i'm i'm scrolling this thread i really hope someone says grim old place in here I mean, there's a thread about that like every week. <laughs> Grim old place. Uh, there's oh yeah mm, okay we got it ding 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 about halfway down. Uh, Hero. Diagon Alley is a good one. Plays on diagonally. Nocturne Alley is a possible play on nocturnally. I don't think that's definitely. a possible. I think, it, I think it definitely, definitely is. That's the joke. Uh, and then Grim old place as in Grim old place. Thank God someone. Uh, Upvote that one. Is that how um, Reddit works? 
Y- yeah. Hit that one with an upvote. Hitting that one with an upvote. Albus <laughs> Dumbledore equals white bumblebee. I'm <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> Lestrange is pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> you right. Okay, I'm. Uh, I'm. 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 I. I this is a rabbit hole. A I was not here. expecting to go down. We. We need to to hit this other one here. This one is a break from our um, previous theme, but this was too good not to include. This one is called "Creature Was Bellatrix Theroy One Hundred Percent." A hundred percent a theory, or this is one hundred percent ironclad this is true well we'll i think we'll i think we'll ha- be able to decide after we, sure. after we check this past judgment out. on the theory sure okay stick with me i have a lot of evidence to support the title evidence one if creature is bellatrix why did he cry when regulus died creature was putting up an <laughs> act to make people not suspicious that he is a deputy <laughs> Evidence two, Creature and Bellatrix have never been in the same room. Evidence three, Sirius hated Creature, so Creature in his true form of anger killed Sirius. Evidence four, why did Bellatrix kill the Longbottoms? He was trying to pull at Sirius and Regulus's strings. Evidence five, they were both introduced in the same movie. Evidence six, when (laughs) Creature and Dobby take Mundungus to see Harry, Ron and Hermione, Creature touches Dobby's shoulder to ask him something, but Dobby says not now, showing that Creature and Dobby have feelings for each other. But Harry was getting in the way, so as Bellatrix, Creature tried to kill Harry with a dagger and ends up killing Dobby instead. (laughs) Evidence Um, seven. (laughs) Okay. Please continue. Evidence seven. Because Harry technically got Dobby killed, Creature tries to kill Ginny, in which Harry was dating at the time. Evidence eight. Why did Bellatrix want the sword of Gryffindor if she is Creature? She wanted to ruin Harry for causing the death of her loved one Dobby. Evidence nine. Feeling bad for everything he did wrong, Creature, as Bellatrix, made Mrs. Weasley kill her, but only the body died. Conclusion, Creature feeling bad for his actions continued to feel bad and so led the house elves into Battle of Hogwarts and the rest is history. I want to know one thing. Who is... Okay. Who is allegedly in love with who in this scenario? Dobby and Bellatrix Lestrange. (laughs) Why? (laughs) I don't know like i'm pretty sure this is a joke post but it's honestly so galaxy brain that it wraps back around into being fantastic like this bit about creature touches dobby's shoulder to ask him (laughs) something but dobby says not now showing that creature and dobby have feelings for each other is so fucking perfect i love this i think it's 100% true i'm completely convinced that i mean this is they have nine evidences here uh yeah I mean, how much how many more evidences do you need i don't need any more evidences than this honestly uh i'm i'm 100 percent on board people are not uh, the comments are not uh are, are not thrilled with Is this, this secretly like a big own on jk rowling for for doing the like oh well nagini is a human woman i bet it's something like that it's it's very um 
it's very goofy like i said i'm sure it was a joke but it was too funny not to read and also these everyone is just pissed off in the comments like well that wasn't <laughs> worth that wasn't worth the time it took to read it was uh, it 100 percent was uh there's a good one here this is either a joke or someone's been in the fire whiskey a little hard oh and then phineas grayhaven says pixie dust not even once so everyone everyone who is convinced this is a joke is responding to it with jokes that are way less funny um but personally i'm 100 on board with creature was bellatix the roy 100 i agree um I, the commenters um talking about you know wizard ways of getting fucked up too which we talked about last like that's last right week pixie dust we, we never talked about i forgot pixie dust was a thing that came up in harry potter i guess that's like their 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 like hard drug or something i assumed it was like whippets <laughs> wizards doing wh- okay <laughs> so hear me out we've we've talked before about the wand being like a coke freestyle machine right can uh, can you like <laughs> nitro can you like put it in your nose and it's like nitro and just like and like, like do a whip it out of your do wand? a magic whip it out of your wand <laughs> is that how wizards get fucked up because that seems pretty pretty likely to me honestly yeah I, I mean uh it's like we've talked about wizards having like specialties yeah um so i don't know how i would feel about like being a wizard and it's like my spe- the, the spell i'm really good at is is making whippets <laughs> That's maybe that's one Dungus's speciality. That makes sense. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, he he can do wizard whippets. I like that. Well, that's all I have for us from Reddit today. Um, I just I I I liked creature so much in our reading. I felt like we had to 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 give the little guy some some his due in in our third segment this week. So is creature Bellatrix or is Bellatrix creature? <laughs> <laughs> like which came first like well like, it's, it's like one of, one is in disguise as the other right but i'm not sure which one is the disguise right um that's a good question because are we t- okay here's here's kind of a rabbit hole mm-hmm. um so transfiguration you can turn it or like being an animagist you can like turn into an animal or whatever um if you're like transforming into an animal and or or a person on like polyjuice or something either way can can you get god this is such a reddit ask question but it, i think it, <laughs> i think it's worth like can you get pregnant because bellatrix lestrange gets pregnant with voldemort's baby in cursed child and would that would that indicate that that is the real like like she is like 100 percent normally is Bellatrix or could creature as a human woman get pregnant? This might confuse things. Or it might be an evidence to submit um, okay. to your question. And I think that there is something about werewolves doing it as wolves and giving birth to puppies is that in this so it really could go either way i choose creature because i think creature is cooler than bellatrix yeah i like creature more than bellatrix bellatrix kind of sucks from what i remember and not in a like oh she's evil way she's just kind of boring 
Um, I like a good villain, but I don't remember liking Bellatrix all that much. So I'm just going to go with Creature because I think he's cooler and I want him to be real. Uh, as opposed to Bellatrix. And and he so he, he he turns into Bellatrix to torment Sirius and Molly. I think I think that's what I choose here. So is does that mean that Creature is in love with Dobby? <sighs> that would certainly make it awkward when they become siblings when they are adopted by Snape and Lockhart, huh? Yeah. Maybe that's the drama. Maybe they're like already in a relationship and Snape and Lockhart think they're doing a really nice thing for them by adopting them. <laughs> Um, isn't that isn't that wacky kind of a comedy of errors a little bit. yeah and it becomes a weird anime thing uh (laughs) this would make a great anime (laughs) i can't believe my house elf sibling is this cute uh (laughs) or or i mean like here's the thing i i said adopted mostly because i didn't want to imply that our favorite characters snape and lockhart would be slave owners but maybe they just maybe they just employ them you know maybe that yeah pay them, a, pay them a pay them a living wage a stipend yeah uh, 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 lockhart pays pays creature to um to sign his his photos uh snape pays dobby to what the fuck what would he what would, what would snape um, need from a house elf ch- chop up um basilisk skin yeah, okay. He has like a lab assistant. Lab assistant Dobby. Dobby, yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay, I'm it's back also, on board with it's this. It's also anime Dobby, by the it's way. It's anime. Oh, no. Oh, from that picture? That yeah, you know the one? Oh, you know, no. You know the anime Dobby picture. I know the anime Dobby picture all too well. Oh, no. Maybe I'm not <laughs> on board for this anymore. I need to go back and look at that. Is anime creature in that picture? No, God, no. Are I you? wish. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back and look. It's a I pretty big picture. It has like Regulus Black in it. It has like everyone. Uh, well, there's only one house elf. There's only one anime I'm, house elf. I'm going to go check. I don't know. I'm going to go check after we were done recording. Speaking of, I should probably wrap this up, huh? Yeah, um, I hope you post anime Dobby, though, at some point. I will. Don't worry. Fear not. I will post anime Dobby. Um, it's definitely time to to remind everyone about Anime Dobby. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. You can check them out on Bandcamp. Uh, huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. Uh, you can check us out on Patreon. We are so close to the big 500. Uh, it's very exciting. And if you would like to listen to us talk about Imagines, you'd like to listen to us talk about benedict cumberbatch talk about uh movies starring taylor lautner we have so much cool bullshit on our on our patreon now it's kind of crazy how many like we've been doing them weekly for like six months now there's a lot of content there for you so if you like if you like the shrieking shack you can get a whole lot more shrieking shack it's like full episodes on there so you know slide us a few bucks get some more get some more podcasts i'm just I don't know, throwing that out there. And finally, Liz, what are we reading this week? So the next two chapters are very short. So our reading is going to be kind of short because I think we should keep it with two. Okay. um, Because it's uh, chapter seven, the Ministry of Magic, and chapter eight, the Hearing. Okay. Which I think are just going to be exactly what they sound like. Just thematically keep it at two. 
Yeah, I mean, they're not that short. They're just shorter than what we have been reading. The last and I think two were pretty long. They were pretty long, and chapter seven is just going to be probably a lore dump of us seeing the ministry for the first time, so I think we'll have a lot to chat about with that. Um, a lot of good world building content i'm oh, sure boy. and then we get and then we get to see a wizard trial i have to assume the supreme court is gonna be there the wizard supreme court is going to be there i'm not sure why they're um um handling something like this when they could be handling something about oh god what was that fucking thing about the bicycle they turned the wife turned her husband into a bicycle for for horny reasons what was the one about the shark uh oh if you um would if if you were being attacked by a shark is it okay to use a vada cadavra on it hmm these these books just tackled so many good moral questions so many moral questions like <laughs> should i allow myself to be torn to shreds by a shark uh well all that and more is coming up um i know it sounds exciting but please Please don't be like that person who says they've been perpetually rereading for 20 years. Please read another book. Please read another book. Makes ocean roll seem tame. Better know what you're after if you catch a eye. Cause this hot mama is just a cat in disguise. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shriekcast. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I am your host, ZC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, we, you know, we're not we're not quite there yet, but the sun is out. Uh, the, the sun is shining and, and summer is kind of around the corner um, a little yeah. bit here. Yeah, well, I mean, we have to get through spring first, but yeah. I mean. Okay, fair enough. Look, I'm sorry. When the when the sun's out, I'm thinking summer. You know, like that's kind of that's kind of my whole thing. Um, yeah. Uh, Hello.